Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuhu. We're back. We're talking about zakat, calculating zakat. Just before the break, we're talking about how to calculate cash, bank accounts, gold, silver, and we're going to get to stocks and shares now. There's a lot to cover, so we're going to get straight into it. So with gold and silver, we talked about three components. Yeah, do you guys remember what they are? The weight, the price at that time of calculating the card, and the purity. Perfect, spot on. Yeah. So weight, purity, price times the three, and then times it by two and a half percent. Okay. With stocks and shares, it's a very similar thing. Again, so if you own any um, shares in companies, um, this is quite an important one for some of us. Uh, it's fairly simple, similar calculation to gold and silver. So if you own a hundred shares in BP, for example, and let's just say they're a pound each, which they're not. Um, but if we say they're a pound each, we own a hundred pound of shares. Okay. Now we don't need to pay zakat on the four hundred pound. We need to pay zakat on the amount of zakatable assets BP owns. Okay. So with my portfolio of stocks and shares, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna use quite technical language now because if you own stocks and shares, you'll probably understand and it will help if I use a bit more technical language but in terms of the portfolio um, so my personal portfolio I, I, I used a number of about 40% of assets that the company holds that are Zakatable okay many others they use the they use around 25% okay so they base that on the FTSE 100 but i I found that that's many of my investments in my portfolio are outside of the FTSE 100. So I had a quick look and for me, it's about 40%. So that's the number that I use. So the technical answer is if you go and you have a look at these regardable assets that every company has, okay, which includes cash, cash receivables, trade receivables, any stock and inventory. So you're looking at the current assets um, on the balance sheet of that particular company. If you want to forget all of that and just make life easy for yourself, because we want to make it practical, um, you can use a 25% if most of your investments are, are around the FTSE 100. Um, if it's outside of that, um, you can use uh, the 40% number that I used. So that £100 of BP shares, if you use the 25% calculation, um, 25% pound of that is the zakatable assets that's what the amount you need to pay zakat on so you take two and a half percent of that um and that's the amount you need to pay which i'm not sure what two and a half percent of that is i should have come up with an easier number but it's about 0.7 percent or something whatever what's, okay. the, what's the number again 25 pound okay. but but whatever 20 Whatever two and a half percent of that is, that's the that's the amount of zakat that you need to pay for stocks and shares. So that includes if you hold it. So stocks and shares, you can hold it in a different a number of different vehicles. So you can hold it in an ISA. 
same rules apply. You can hold it in a self-invested pension plan, a SIP, same rule applies. Um, so depending on the investment vehicle that you hold it in, that's the way that you calculate it. Okay, so again, very similar to the gold and silver, you look at the quantity of shares that you own, you look at the um, zakatable assets that they hold, and then that's what you pay zakat on. Okay, fairly straightforward so far. Okay, so that's the. Sorry, I was just going to ask: Is that easy information to find for those that do have stocks, the um, zakatable um, amount on a business? The, the best asset. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The 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 best thing to do is just just. Um, if you're investing in a public limited company, okay, which is going to be any stocks and shares. So we're not talking about private companies here, we're talking about publicly limited companies, okay, or, or publicly listed companies. Um, all that should be available in the balance sheet, okay, so it should be listed in current assets. But honestly, if you don't want that headache, and if you own any more than one company, just take the 25% number, okay. So the total value of the shares that you have times it by 0 0.25 and then times that again by 0 0.025 and that's the amount of zakat you need to pay. Mm. Okay? Does that make sense? Yep. I think so. <laughs> Real looks unsure. <laughs> right. There's a lot of numbers flying around, isn't it? <laughs> right. So if we take BP, I own £100 of shares in BP. All right. Okay? So... I don't need to pay zakat on the whole hundred pound because not all of it is zakatable. So think of the gold again. I don't need to pay on all of it. I mm. only need to pay zakat on the amount of assets that they hold that are zakatable. So only 25% of those assets are zakatable. So 25 quid is zakatable on my investment. Okay. Okay. So I take two and a half percent from that. So that's the purity. Okay, the, the, okay, that's the purity number, if you think of it like that. Okay? Yeah. All that information should be easily available, again, on the balance sheets, which brings me on to if you have run your own business, okay, if you're in my boat and you run your own business, or if you're invested in any private listed companies, um, or private limited companies, rather, um, again, you do a very similar thing. Okay, so you don't need to pay zakat on all of it. Instead, you have a look at the cash, any cash receivables or trade receivables. That's where, um, for example, if you've got invoices that haven't been paid yet, so 30, 60 days in advance, um, that's money that's owed to you that you'll get. You do add that number in, okay? And then any stock or inventory that is due to be sold. If you've got a balance sheet, that will be on your balance sheet because that's within the next year, okay? Any inventory. Um, that's going to be sold in the next year. So you take all of that, and that's the amount you need to pay 2.5% on if you run your own business as well, okay? So very similar to the, the uh, stocks and shares. So same okay. principles before, just transferring it into a new format, I guess. Yeah, into your own business, yeah. okay? Or if you're invested in a private company, okay? All right, and then... Again, the same thing kind of applies to any cryptocurrency that you have, okay? So if you're, um, again, I mean, we're not really talking about the permissibility of it, of any of this stuff, okay? If, yeah, whether, 
we're not passing a fatwa on whether cryptocurrency is permissible or not. We're just saying if you do hold it, um, same thing applies there again. Okay, so two and a half percent on the uh, amount that you own, um, and then again, I mean, ISA things like that, and then investment property as well is an important one. So if you have any property that you have bought that you are renting out and so if you've got it on rent at the moment and you've got no intention of selling that property from my understanding you would pay zakat on the rental income coming in okay so i mean that would come in as cash anyway right so you pay zakat on the rental income but you don't have to pay zakat on the actual value of the property unless you're looking to sell it okay so the year that you do sell it you would pay two and a half percent zakat on it in that year is my understanding on property okay so don't forget the rental income that comes in as well because there's a zakat that's due on that okay so you know if, let's say i've got a property i'm renting i haven't but let's say theoretically i have and i get let's call it 400 pounds of monthly rent and then i put that into my own personal bank do I then pay 2.5% when I get it or just because I put it into my own bank account, it's already accounted for? That's a very good question. So, so, so are you talking about the, the bank balance? Because you don't yeah. want to be double counting, do you? Exactly. You yeah, that's, that's, that's awesome. That's basically you don't want to be double counting. Yeah, yeah. Um, honestly, I don't know the answer to that. I don't know the answer to that. What, what, but by the way, guys, what's our email address? Because we should really tell people that they can email us. Verbaloutpost at outlook.com. Right. So if there's any questions or if you need any clarification, I mean, have a look around on Google as well. If there's any specific questions, um, there's lots of material out there. Um, but if you do want to drop us a question, we can have a look into it as well. Um, so the verbal outpost at outlook.com, you can drop us an email, inshallah. Okay. There's no the at the beginning, just think. So it's verbal oh. outpost at outlook.com. Right, okay, we screwed that up. <laughs> so Everybody's been verbal... emailing us something, you've been telling everybody the wrong address. <laughs> Come on, Hamza. <laughs> right, so it's verbal outpost at outlook.com. Yeah? Yeah, that's so, the one. Yeah. Right, so, so we've covered investment property. Um, there's going to be, if you own any type of, this is getting quite technical now, but if you own stocks and shares, no doubt you're going to be invested in some funds as well or ETFs, okay? So again, the easiest way to do it is just take that 25% figure, okay? If you own any ETFs um, and just, do the exact same thing with the stocks and shares okay um it's going to be a little bit too complicated um calculating it um for each company an etf can have like a hundred companies for example um and and just to point out as well it's important to make sure that the stocks and shares that you do invest in are sharia compliant okay so make sure they are halal as well and that you're not investing in some you know uh, God forbid some pornographic company or some alcohol company um, that is yeah completely leveraged and has a whole load of debt. Okay, so I guess that will be uh, part of the checks you do 
when you when you're deciding to invest or not that's right yeah that, that, that's going to be a whole nother conversation so we should probably <laughs> cover that as well making sure you've got a sharia compliant portfolio okay but for the purposes of this we're not covering that okay so right once we've done all of that we've got our little spreadsheet or we've got a zakat calculator and we should have the total amount of all of the assets that we own okay so the second step that i mentioned at the beginning is calculating what how much money do we owe people now okay so if you've got any debts that's the very obvious one or what you can count here as well is if there is so if you've got a sharia compliant um financing scheme i was about to say mortgage and if you've got a sharia compliant um home purchasing plan you that will not count as a debt okay but if you do have a conventional mortgage okay so a debt-based mortgage which is not sharia compliant okay um yeah, typically like a haram mortgage okay but if you've got a conventional mortgage um you can count the payments that you need to make over the next 12 months as a debt that's something that you owe the bank but you can't include the interest payment so it has to just be the principal payment okay so just the amount um that they've financed you for the house okay rather than the amount you need to pay back so for the next 12 months the payments you need to make minus the interest that can be included as a debt that you own okay so once you've got months. that number for the next 12 months yeah so not beyond not for not for the you know if you've got a 25 year mortgage not the whole not the whole amount because that would because you, you just get the um the, the amount that your house was valued at when you bought it which yeah it doesn't make any sense okay so so you don't minus just a monthly payment you minus it for the whole year no so you just add up all the month typically it's monthly payments isn't it you're going to be making on your mortgage so you just add 12 or 12 up Oh, okay. the, is, the, the same amount. doesn't apply to rent, does it? Because sorry, I uh, then I may have calculated it incorrectly. Then that's all. So I just might, I took rent off. I, that, I still saw that as a debt, um, and I looked at okay, am I going at the moment when I'm going to pay zakat? Am I do I owe rent money? And then I minus that off if I did. If I'm not paying the rent money for another two three weeks, then you know I ignored that. But if I did owe it at that point when I was looking to pay the zakat, I minus the rent off. So is that the same? So, but you're saying with a mortgage, you don't minus. Let's say your mortgage is four hundred pounds, um, and then you minus off whatever the interest is. So let's say it's three fifty, then you do three fifty times twelve, and then you minus yeah, yeah, that yeah, off. Yeah. Then you minus that off the total of um, that, that you've got in the bank. That's a very good point, actually, and I don't know the answer to that. If anybody is in in the same boat as that, and you are renting, okay, because mine. My understanding is that that would not constitute a debt. Is my understanding okay? Whereas what, rent in general, rent is not necessarily a debt, is it? Ah, okay. Well, okay. Well. Whereas when you borrowed money from the bank, you actually owe them. That's something that you do need to pay back. Whereas with rent, it's your you're purchasing a, a service. Because the service, you could, but you could give you a notice to leave that property, that rented property, in the next month or so. Oh, okay. Uh, maybe I've done that bit wrong there. I mean, I'm not sure. I, mean, I just assumed it was debt. Same bills, right? Did you guys not exclude bills from the 
that you owe money to your mobile phone company or um, I'm, I'm, again my understanding is that you don't deduct those things so you don't deduct rent you don't deduct all the bills because i mean then you'd have like your forecasted you, you you only deduct what has actually been incurred okay which has already been minus from your bank account anyway so that already gets reflected so if you've already paid sense? this month's gas and electric phone bill then that's already accounted for in the deduction because it's no longer in your balance. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. So what, what, that's why I said that at the time of when you're paying the zakat, that's when you look. So uh, with me, like for example, I thought, okay, at the time of paying my zakat, within the next day or so, is anything else going out of my account, bills and such? Um, if it's not, then I would include that. For that for that one month, you mean? Yeah, for that one month. Yeah. I'm not um, sure. I am I'm not sure I'm, about that one. I'm not sure about that. I I I, I wouldn't deduct it. Um, usually what happens i calculate it so, so the way that i do it, i will calculate it and then i'll pay it sort of a few days later depending on when it's due oh, okay but, but i'll usually calculate it I, I don't be calculating it on the day that i have to mm. pay it just in case i forget something so i usually do it a few days before just to make sure i've got everything in check and then i'll just do one final check on the day it needs to be paid gold prices and things like that <clears throat> Um, but if there's anything that I owe between those two days, yeah. okay, yeah. between the calculation, I'll include that, but nothing beyond that. Yeah, that's what I meant. That's what, yeah, okay. Sorry. Okay. That's what I sort that, of meant. By the time you actually pay, there may be something else that's either gone out or is due to go out on that day. So you'd, you, have to, you. you'd have to exclude that from the total. Oh, you? Do, you, do you guys recalculate it on the actual payment date? Because I've never done that. I've always gone by my, my sub-cycle date and then you know done all the calculations worked out two and a half percent and then that's the figure even if something's due out the next day but 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 there's two things so so the the the, the nisab date and the date we pay the zakat that's fixed that stays the same okay um but what me and shafiq are talking about is when we calculate it i will always calculate it two three days before the um before it's due just to make sure that there's no last minute issues or I end up paying it late. Oh, you're doing, okay. oh, you're doing it completely so, before. Sorry. That's what yeah, I think I got. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we're doing it a couple of days before, but then the gold price and stocks and shares will change in those two days. Okay. Mm. So usually what I'll do, because I don't want to go through the headache of having to recalculate it, I'll normally just overestimate it by, you know, X amount. And that normally covers any. Yeah, it's not going to go up 100% in two days, is it, the price of gold? No, 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 no. So I'll usually add a little bit extra so I don't have to go in and recalculate it to the penny um, or to the pound. So it's just any bills that need to be paid in those two days, um, yeah, that they're okay to be ded deducted. Okay, so effectively, once we've got all those things, okay, We've got our assets, we've got our liabilities, which are all the debts. That's the money we owe to people. Um, we take that away from the assets, okay? And then we've got the, we should be left with our zakatable assets. Then we calculate two and a half percent of that. And that's the amount that we pay, okay? So really, it should be as simple as that. Um, but yeah, that's about it. I mean, are, are there any other questions? Because I mean, there's a lot that's been covered and it, th there are a lot more questions and no doubt people are going to have 
specific circumstances, we've just given quite a general overview of it. There's going to be very specific questions. So have a look at National Zakat Foundation because they go into a lot of detail. And I think there's uh, Al Qalam as well, who have got a Sharia panel. So have a look at some of their um, fatwas that they've come up with for very specific scenarios. No doubt um, it will be covered in there if you've got a very technical question. Yeah. Any questions that you guys have got before we sort of wrap up here with with everything? Um, just a question on, you know, the Nisab, once you come into possession of the sort of the threshold amount for the Nisab, if it fluctuates throughout the year, by the time it gets to the month you have to pay, you still owe it, don't you? It's not, it doesn't have to be consistently that amount or more, doesn't it? If it, goes, if it drops and then goes back up to that amount, you still have to pay it, don't you? Do you mean if you go below the Nisab? Yeah, if you go below the Nisab amount. So, so, I, I, so I, may have, I may have understood this correctly. I was always in the impression that the Nisab amount has to stay consistent throughout the lunar year. Um, and if it drops, then, you're no, then you're no longer, you no longer have to pay Zagat. But if, it's, yeah, if, it, if it remains the same as the minimum amount, yeah. then, you, then you pay it. My understanding is that once you hit the Nisab, that's your cycle started for the year. Yeah. Yep. going by the Islamic lunar calendar, by the way. Um, and if, let's say, something happens in that 12-month period, my total value goes below the, the Nisab value. Let's say I've got half the Nisab value. My understanding I'm still eligible to pay Zagad. Um, unless I go, like, completely bankrupt or something, no? No, no, no. Uh, uh, so so there's a couple of things if you go below the nisab this is about money you've sorry not even money this is assets where it's so over if, the if we simplify the example right right <laughs> go on go on i was gonna say let's forget stocks and shares let's say the only thing i've got is cash in my bank account there's no other factors for me to cut let's say the nisab is 400 pounds and first of Ramadan, I have now reached four hundred pounds. Therefore, the following Ramadan, if I still got four hundred pounds, I pay two and a half percent on that. But the question I believe Shafiq is asking is, if let's say six months down the line, I no longer have four hundred pounds. Let's say I dropped to two hundred pounds. Do I then still continue that one-year cycle and still pay again, or does that remove me from that? Uh, that year's worth it, yeah, that year's... Uh, yeah, no, no, it's, it's the latter. It's the latter, because you have to be in possession of of assets above the Nisab for a full year. Okay, so okay. you have to have owned the assets for a full year. If it drops below it, and then it goes above, a, um, above the Nisab um, later on, then the cycle starts from that point onwards. Okay, as long as it doesn't drop below the Nisab. So there's two conditions. It has to be over the Nisab and you must have held it for a year. So, it's so not... if it drops anything below the Nisab, then you're effectively restarting your cycle once you then hit that threshold again. Yeah, that's what I thought. The second time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah that's right. But, but, but hold on, hold on, hold on. The important condition to all of that is that for most people, if all the assets we've just talked about, most people won't be in that boat. I mean, I, I think I was last in that boat when I was probably about 13, 14. True. Right? So the Nisab is about 400 pounds. Actually, let me rephrase that. Probably about when I was 16, 17. Right? So 
most people, the vast majority of people are going to be in that boat unless you have significant debts and you owe people money, then, yeah, then it can be quite different. Um, but on paper, when you've got your assets, um, most people will have over the, over the Nisab amount. Right. Can you believe that? So we're at the end of the show already. Okay. Hopefully, inshallah, what we've talked about has helped and it's not confused you even further. If you do have any questions, please, 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 please get in touch with us on verbaloutpost at outlook.com. And if there's, um, if you're looking to calculate, uh, you can use one of the tools online. If you're confident, competent doing it yourself and you can do it in Excel or you know, if you do it on the, yeah, on a post-it note, whatever your, <laughs> Yeah, you can do that. That's great. Little pen and um, paper. <laughs> yeah. Um, but hopefully, inshallah, that helps all of you. Thank you for listening. And we'll be back again in a couple of weeks, inshallah. Okay. Uh, Eid Mubarak, an early Eid Mubarak, and make dua for us in these final days. And uh, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.